Hello and welcome to the 16th week of Walled Garden Weekly. Uh, joined here by Kevin Pazarande, and Hello. of course, I am Arash Kashmirian. Uh, this week is a, a bit of an emergency Walled Garden Weekly for us. Uh, I'm actually leaving for Hawaii tomorrow morning, and I was like, oh, we got to do an episode, we got to do an episode. So I've convinced Kevin to drive from his his, his palatial home in Saratoga, California. <laughs> I think we have the same amount of square feet. We might. Mine's just like stacked up. And Well, anyway, yeah. so we're in, we're in my half-done house uh, where I'm, I'm pleased to report that the drywall is done and the lights are sort of done. And uh, basically, other than that, I have no kitchen and no bathrooms, and there is no heat. There's so no we heat. have a uh, we have a portable heater running on the floor just to bring it up from a, it's like eight degrees centigrade outside, so a little warmer now. Um, so yeah, we're totally slumming it, but uh, we're in Palo Alto, California. So I don't know how that happened. In any case, uh, this week um, we also have no beverages. I do have a, a an old GDC online uh, little like bottle that gave out. Yeah. It's a flask, but I've used it to clean the table that we're sitting on because everything was covered in like drywall dust. Uh, so no, it's no longer no longer potable. Uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so that's the setting. <laughs> that is the setting. We're in this like dimly lit living room with boxes and crap all around. So buckets, buckets, buckets and, are what really complete. Yeah, paint buckets and there's like lumber on the floor. It's, it's pretty, pretty. But we're on a table. We've upgraded to a table from the last time. That we there were is a table. House. We are no longer on a on a kitchen a cabinet. sideways bookshelf or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So it is. It is a table. A table that was left out in the rain for almost a year, but still is strong enough for a walled garden weekly. Good enough for me. Good enough for Kevin. Um, so this week we're talking about a game that's made a holy crap load of money. Um, and still is. Been, yeah, and still is making a lot of money. And, uh, you know, a lot of people like to, to say, oh, that's not a real game, or, oh, that's actually the first game of its kind that I, I actually kind of like. Um, so we've spent the last, what, two weeks, maybe, spend, mm-hmm. spent playing uh, Clash of Clans from Supercell, uh, a European developer who's... Uh, I can't say they've had a lot of other... St- I, I don't they know They just have two games. That's yeah. the big deal. They right. just have that happy day or whatever, just right. like another farming game. Yep. I bet it's very similar. Um, but that, and that also is printing money. Yeah, they're both doing. They're both top ten grossing. So, uh, last I checked, but so. I, they came out of nowhere. But they oh, they did some. Uh, they had some. They did some uh, web. They wanted to do like a mobile mm. and web game, and it, it sounded like a bad idea. Not not the strategy, but the game. I forget what it was. But then they like decided that their strategy was wrong, and they switched to a tablet only focus. So like Clash of Clans was tablet only focus i mean they obviously it's on iphone but you might notice the font is really small yeah it's definitely it seems like it was designed for the ipad um so yeah and also it's it's led to for people to point and say that supercell is now making uh, or at least last week was making more money than any other developer um which is pretty cool with two games with two games so they kind of came out of nowhere and and took all our gold um the finish are killing it yeah yeah so maybe rovio will buy them i don't know that could be weird uh, in any case, very different philosophies between those two companies. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to talk about is, first of all, you know, what is this game? What do we think about it? How is it different from uh, other social games that, that we've talked a little bit about in this show? Uh, namely, I think CSR Racing is the closest thing we can compare it to. But, um, you know, Clash of Clans is, is a fundamentally different game. Uh, it, it does have some of the, uh, the elements of, of, I guess, a lot of social games we've, we've grown it to hate. It is and it isn't. It yeah. kind of is a farming game, which is yeah. basically what I'm trying, trying not to say. Yeah. Um, but they've taken that and put a whole spin on it and, in my opinion, turned it into uh, more of a game than, than some of these social slot machines have been in the past. Um, so the basic setting is that you're in medieval medieval times. 
sort of. I mean, there's like wizards and stuff too. So it's kind yeah, of yeah. There's a, like, wizards and there's dragons, a, a and, fantasy medieval, and like, but it's also like you know warriors. So it's like yeah. a little bit like Middle Earthy. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But also like kind of Nordic. I don't know. You it know, has a like bit of a, well, the Finnish snow and yeah. I mean, exactly. It's this is <laughs> this is Finland in in the like, 1800s. In the I don't 1800s. know. <laughs> in, an, in an alternate, <laughs> they've dimension. come a long way. Um, so yeah, they, they basically, you, you, you're this, uh, what would you call it? You're like this little tribe, I guess. And you mm-hmm. have a little town hall. You're a clan. Yeah. You're a clan. Well, of course. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Sorry. You're a clan. You uh, said, yeah. <laughs> well done. So, uh, clearly the, the paint fumes are getting into me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, what you do is you basically build, build structures, uh, to build a little village. Um, and they can be productive structures, uh, mining structures. Um, so, so you, you have and two storage resources. structures, storage yeah. structures. So you have two resources. There are. Uh, I don't even know what they Elixir are. Elixir and gold. Oh, thank you. Okay, I was going to go with blue liquid and shiny yellow it's stuff. Purple. Is it purple? Yeah, you're, you're right. Really, the paint fumes. The paint fumes are all <laughs> up. Maybe I'm going colorblind and exposure to construction materials. Next, that Raj's next game is like all purple. And yeah, he's like, I knew yeah, I should really wanted to go with the blue. I, I cheaped out. I didn't buy the low VOC paint. I got the like high <laughs> VOC. It's got like picture of a guy with like plus signs instead of eyes. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't actually, it's really good paint, but, um, anyway, uh, so, so you have these two, two, um, two currencies, uh, well, no, I shouldn't say currencies. These are actually more like resources. Yeah. And the thing that they've done is they've taken a bit of a, I guess the last time I saw this was command and conquer where you have to store your, um, your resources. They're not kind of like, you know, in Starcraft in these games, it just sort of goes into infinite. an infinite magical bank that can't be raided. Uh, in this case, they're actually in real bu- buildings and they're being stored. So um, you have to be sort of careful to... Is there someone's phone ringing? Someone's phone ringing. I don't know what that is. Is it oh, your phone? Do you have a not, phone? I don't. I don't have one. I, weird. Okay. Anyway, well, we'll just play my, through. My apartment has a phone and I don't know where it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so um, the other aspect is that you can build buildings that are uh, defensive. So you can build towers, you can build um, mortars, cannons, things like that. And we'll get to why you need those in, in a little bit. Um, and then you can build things that produce troops, uh, so little barracks. Troop, troop things like yeah, they're Warcraft. basically barracks, yeah. And then also where you store the troops again, so uh, they're like war. What do they call camp? I don't know. It's like camp, camp. war it's camp. War, yeah, yeah war camp, like something like that. Soldier camp. Like, yeah. Um, and then uh, army camp. And then the last army bit camp. is mm. uh, you have these uh, builder huts, and mm-hmm. you can have a finite number of builders who basically define how many things you can have in construction at once. So uh, either building something new or upgrading something. And, and the uh, builder is a very interesting thing, I guess. Well, because everything that Rosh has talked to can basically be purchased or upgraded with these two currencies, yep. but builder huts cannot. They can only right. be you get two. Yep. Um, but the rest can only be purchased with the in-app currency. Right. Anyway, so, and, but, that, and that brings us to the currency. So there's mm-hmm. gold and and gems. Right. Um. Wait, is that right? Yep. Yeah, the yeah. green gems. Yeah. So it's just no. I guess I guess there's three then. So it's the the elixir, the gold, and then the sure. Gems, but I right? think we can definitely separate like some like unlike some other games like say in Tiny Tower or you know Pocket Planes like there's tower bucks and gold and right. they're both right. like you you play the game with both and in this in this you 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 very much do not play the game with gems. They could not exist and the game would basically be the same. Um, yeah, I mean they're basically only used to speed things up, right? Except for the builder huts, you need to except build for the build, which is just to speed things up, right? Um, I'm trying to think of anywhere else I might have used them. No, not really, nothing. And then there's a standard thing you can convert gems into gold. I think. Uh, yes, a gem is the gold. Gems into elixir. Right. Yep. It's um, basically the like, get it done sauce. Exactly. And uh, the way you earn them without paying for it is that they have missions where you know it's like upgrade your uh, gold mine to level five and you get ten gems, and upgrade your 
um, I don't know, like little mini, mini tutorials like that lead to lead you to explore the various aspects of the game. Um, and and the other thing I thought was interesting about this is that they give you a lot of gems when you start. You yeah. have you have a boatload of gems. Not so enough to get, build a third builder. You can't build a third builder, but you 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 definitely get into the habit of accelerating things all the time and at the beginning. Stuff at the sure. beginning, yeah. So um, yeah, so the game basically starts and you have to build stuff. And uh, the the major aspect of this game is um, is raiding. So it has a a sort of. I apologize for this phone in the background. I have no, no idea where it's going. It doesn't from. matter. We'll just. I doubt anyone can hear it actually. In, on the show, so above the noise of their supercars, um, <laughs> so <laughs> so so there's a this rating aspect of the game. So they have a, a map where uh, it's kind of like a I don't know story map. Describe it as like a story map. It's there's like, like a, the Mario world, a little bit of a almost. branching tree. Yeah, that's a good way to yeah, a good analogy. Cute music. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Um, then uh, you have to progress through this thing. So each each uh, raid, I guess they call them, you you attack another village. So. Um, the, the the story mode these are all like NPC villages and you can raid them as many times as you want and um, you, you basically build units you put them in your army camp and then you go on a raid so you can deploy them by by tapping the ground and they they sort of you know land on the ground it has to be at the perimeter somewhere yeah you can't drop them inside the base it has to be outside uh, and and then this is this is where the game uh, becomes kind of like a game is where you have to strategically drop them in places so that they can get around the defenses of the enemy and uh, essentially the goal is to raise all the buildings but um, you you might sort of focus more on on the defenses you or have, particularly yeah. the the places where there's but you um, can't focus on them depending on the units like sort of the the basic unit will just attack whatever yes so there's some strategy where you place it because they'll kind of attack the thing that's closest to them but then later the units have a preferred uh, target type and so and you have to know that so where you place them they're going to attack the closest um, preferred target and then. Was it, was it in your pocket? Phone. It was in my pocket. It was your, just your totally damn phone. Me. That's what you get for That's having that get. stupid ring. Oh, you man. Gotta change I didn't even it to notice. Like, it's like so deflected. Change it to like, uh, I guess you don't have a jingle for any of your games. I need a jingle. You need a jingle and then make it that your phone my, ring. That's so funny. We're like, there's a phone ringing. <laughs> Where is it? It really is it's the pain fume. The pain fume backstory really is getting... I mean, it's going to be amazing when I start living here. Like the games I'm going to design are going to be wild. They'll be all purple. They're going to be wild. I'm going to like not make any money, but but I'm going to get all the VGAs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. A, yeah, that's anyway. Those so things are mutually exclusive. I'm, I'm totally losing where we're talking about this. So, okay. so these raids are going on. I, so Kevin hinted on something that's super frustrating about about this game is that when you're sending in these these units, even though certain units have a like an affinity to attack certain things, for the most part they're they're brain dead as yeah, fuck. It's like, like you can leave the guy next to like the gold and he'll attack a wall. Like he'll turn around and he'll just start hitting the wall. And it's like, dude, you're getting shot at by a mortar. Why don't you but, do something? But there's a no, wall between wall where he like wants to go because yeah. he, he's like his priority is attacking it's, this kind of thing. It's like they made the, the AI intentionally stupid. I mean, they have got, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not stupid. It's extremely predictable. Right. It's just like, it, it doesn't do the wrong thing. It just does the like computer thing. Sure. And I, it, the, the, I mean, the battle has a lot, I mean, I guess we could just talk about the battle because it is like the game part. Right. Um, and so that way we don't talk about monetization, but it has another huge problem, which kind of ties into the currency and the mining is there's a reward for, uh, killing these camps. And that is usually gold and elixir, mm -hmm. but never, maybe like the first few ones, but I wasn't paying attention. Never will you profit from an attack. Yeah, it seems like it's because you have to pay for your you units have with to elixir. Pay for your units. This is the other thing: is that when you use a unit in combat, 
Yeah, he's it, like even if it, he survives, even if it survives, he like he gets like PTSD or something, and he loses the will to live, and you can never use him again. Yeah, he's like, sorry guys, like, <laughs> hope you can find your way back to camp. <laughs> they just disappear afterward, even even if you, um, yeah, even if they weren't killed. So so you spend a huge amount of money on the units that you're using, right? Uh, and and you would rarely make it back because some of these maps like only give you like a thousand gold and a thousand elixir, right? And you spent like and you spent like five thousand elixir to get. The dudes that you the send The dudes, in. and you're like, yeah. what? And it's like, well, okay, like, you have to spend money to progress. Right. But there's no reason to progress. Like, the only reason you progress is because... Is there a reason? I don't know. I'm not no, really there's clear. no reason. Like, the only the reason is, is because it's the only thing to do in the game. It's like, well, I'm spending all this time mining gold and, like, elixir. It's like, I gotta spend it. <laughs> it's like, well, I might as well, like, click on these orange dots on this map and, like, hope I win. Right. Um, it gets really challenging. In fact, it's pretty poorly balanced, I think, uh... When you, you get to this certain, I just got over this hump, but basically for like two days, yeah. I like just had to wait for shit to upgrade. Mm-hmm. And so that I could get the units that I needed to beat the like ne- the, yeah, you know, the next I'm thing. Yeah, I'm stuck on like M is for mortar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I mean, like, I, I can't get well, past Well, I mean, it's there. Yeah, there's there's certain units that like you can get. Basically, there's the like an air unit you can get. And as soon as you get the air unit, you can now beat every single level that doesn't have air defense. Yeah. Um, and then once you get to air defense, now you just need, you start needing better ground units, which is basically an upgraded, um, like giant or whatever to be able to focus on the defenses. Um, anyway, it's, it's, it's not even really worth talking about, but that to me is, is the game, but it's, it's just, it's just a carrot, you know, but there's no, like, uh, I like this game to me is most comparable to Dragonvale. Um, and it's a similar setting too. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. It, the thing about Dragonvale is there's none the, the objective is just to collect dragons. So the Dragonvale has no delusions. It is a farming game, um, sort of, but the, with the, had the added benefit of that. You didn't just like make money to like with crops to like build better crops. You actually got these cool guys with character and you got to see how they upgraded and it was just a collecting game. And this game is does not have any has a little bit of the collector side because you get to unlock new units and it takes a while and it's fun to see what they do. But um, it's it's this I don't I feel like to me the the battle part of it is just not rewarding. And there's another part to the battle which is maybe we can talk about now, which is you can attack other people. Right. But this is also it's just the same story. It's just the same. It just places you. It just like find you. Just sort of progressively find people that are harder and harder, mm-hmm. and you fight them. Yeah. And one thing that I noticed is as soon as I started, because I, I just today I started attacking other people, and it's extremely easy at the beginning. As soon as I started attacking other people, I I got like ambushed hardcore. Yeah. Like because all of them have an option. All of them are notified that you attack them, and yeah, then they and can they retaliate. Can take yeah. And. Also, just from other random people, I just started getting attacked. Like their servers sort of like have some fairness algorithm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it just like sends you. It distributes the the attackers. It doesn't seem to do anything. Like they can destroy buildings, but they aren't actually destroyed. They just like take some of your trophies. Well, this is a challenge as a as a game designer, right? Is it like how can they how can they make it so that people can attack you while you're away? Right. Yet yet avoid the situation where you you know you haven't played for a couple of days. You open the game and like all your buildings are completely gone. right. I mean, they just can't do that. You have so like the, what they did, I think, is great, which is sort of like you're sort of building a challenge. 
yeah. for another player, and they try and beat that challenge. It just so happens that that challenge is your base, but right. it's sort of like they attack it, a virtual true. version of your base. And then like, you know, what like, you do lose, though, is they can take your resources. So, right. Uh, but not all of them. They can't take all no, of them? No, only some of them. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes, yeah, so okay. you can't like raid some like level 30 guy and get like a million gold. Oh, interesting. You'll only get like a couple. It's, it's very similar to the like the, the player's level. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure the level I'm pretty sure is only used for this purpose to determine the value that you can take from them. Because when you attack the, the NPC villages, there's a level and that very much corresponds to how much gold and elixir there is. And you have a level, but that has nothing it has no purpose it's not it does not you can, i th i have never seen anything where it's like you, in order to upgrade this you need to be level whatever right because by the time you get to be able to upgrade those things you you know upgrading stuff is what levels you up so <laughs> it's a dependent thing and i think all it's used for is to determine the reward in these clan battles um it's pretty weak honestly um but it's it's cute. It's definitely it's definitely I, I see the appeal. I see that it's kind of cool. Like, oh, this is someone else's village. Like they actually built this and I'm destroying it. And you don't have to feel bad about it. And you're taking their resources and you get trophies. It's sort of it's I don't know what the purpose of it is, it's just a collector thing. Um But I really think that it, for developers, the really interesting thing about this game, because that like that that just sort of shows you how little of a game you actually need to have. But really it is this this not maze, but sort of very basic maze of resource gathering that they have built. Yeah. And basically it's like there's a, you know, there's where you are and where you want to be, which is building units and all the hurdles in between there. And at every hurdle, they're like, you want to spend some green gems? You want to spend some green gems? Oh, there's three hurdles here. You can jump over all three right. with some green gems. Or you can wait eight hours right. for us to finish upgrading your... Right, exactly. And, you know, eight hours is like, those were the good old days. Now it's like, okay, come back in three days. I'm like, damn. Like I, I saved up money for three days to buy this thing for three days. So yeah. like in Dragonvale, you would save up money for like three days to build something, mm -hmm. and then you would build it. Yeah, and then it would just be done, right? You know, well, well the, it would take a little not, while. Not always, but they would, they would yeah. build. No, some stuff would have to build. Um, so that's not true. But it, it wasn't so like there was always something to do. Like you could do so much in twenty four hours. In this game, it is just, and and to talk about to go back to gold and elixir, gold has no purpose. They basically took one currency and they div and they split it. So like the reason you need gold is to up is to uh, well some up of the upgrade upgrades your elixir stuff. Your elixir stuff takes yeah. So the the elixir collector, the elixir storage, and then the only other thing that's not cosmetic that costs gold is upgrading your town hall, right, which right. is just sort of the like level cap for yeah, your village. Yeah, what does that do exactly? Is it just level it's, cap? It's just basically a level. Like basically, there's you know the number of things you can. So the number of gold mines you can have, the number of gold storage you can have, the right, number of right, barracks right. are all limited by the level of your town hall. So it's just another yeah, thing. Another but, hurdle. But, the, you know, it could easily have been elixir. It just... Sure. It's just, it is. It well, really has no purpose. Here's like it's, the question: Is it like, well, why do you think they split it into two currencies? It's like, just to why? make. It's just to make you. It's just so you have do to you spend think, more time to do the same thing without thinking that you're spending more time. Do you think so? I mean, I think the raids would have been less interesting too if there weren't two types of buildings to get. Interesting, right? Things. It's sort of like it, it does. It just adds this, but it's completely fake variety. This right. is not like uh, wood, lumber, and gold in Warcraft, mm -hmm. where it's like the way you mine it is completely different. I mean. The rate at which they mine, same. the storage of everything is exactly the it's same. The cost symmetrical. of upgrading them is yeah. identical. Yeah. Everything yeah. is the same. Right. Um, it's just a 
you know, instead of having to just mine elixir to get troops, you have to mine gold to build elixir and upgrade elixir mining mm -hmm. to build troops. Yeah. Um, to upgrade troops, you need elixir. To, you know, basically the only other thing that you need gold for is to upgrade the town hall. And that is absurdly expensive. Like my next upgrade now, I... I think I ha it's like 750,000 gold. I mean, it's like the first town hall upgrade is like 1,000 gold mm -hmm. or something. It goes exponential. It like, it, it's, not, it's not even double each time. It's like, I think the last time was 150,000. Um, so it's like 5x. So the next one's going to be like 3 million. And it's just a way to slow you down. It just takes so long. But oddly, building an army is really fast. Yeah, yeah. Like you can use three gems and build like a 100-person army. Mm-hmm. So it's like a really yeah, interesting thing but it's sort of in the end it really frustrated me cuz I was cuz I'm just, I saw right through it I'm just like why why like I don't want him I don't I like how the gold mines look I like the mm -hmm. sound it makes when I like tap <laughs> on it but this isn't like it's not like some units cost like more gold than elixir or something and if yeah. you have a strategy like okay i really right, like using right. these are gold these units, units. You know? well they'll be warcraft style right like right, right. Or the units advanced, are more right advanced ones require yeah. both and, right it's just a to-do list and there's no strategy. I mean, strategy, of course, there's not strategy. There's, these, these games, it's not like they're measured by how cool their strategy is. Um, but it, it is just that. The, the, the thing that I think is interesting uh, is that unlike Dragonvale and even unlike CSR Racing, yep. um, they 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 have they they do not delude or even attempt to delude the user about gems right or or what you what you can buy with them in other words there is no nowhere do they try and make you think that you can get something with gems that you cannot get by just waiting mm -hmm. so in csr racing like the better cars at the higher tiers you had it said you like get the buy feeling with, that it was buy with gold. only or right. gold only yeah and right. then but then you unlock that tier and now all of a sudden a dollar price shows up exactly and in dragonvale there's like all these like crazy ass dragons that you know there's a way to like get without paying money yep but it really seems that you need to pay money and honestly i have i mean you have to play the game an insane amount to not but um Clash of Clans, here it is. It's what I've always sort of been saying, which is I don't think you don't need this like this like extra push for users. They know it's there. They the ones who want to get something done faster, they know they can pay money. You don't I mean, there's probably like this one percent who just needs this like <laughs> little bit extra. Little to get but, there, uh, yeah. but then on the flip side of that, this there's the same number of people who like they're like, come on, man! Like, I hate that you like. I'm never. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you money. I don't even. I'm a, like. I'm an eight year old kid. I don't right, have a credit card. Right, right. Like, you just pissing me off by not letting me get that. And here we have. This is the number one grossing app. It's arguably. I mean, especially at this time, it's arguably probably one of the most grossingest apps. Mm -hmm. And there's not a hint of like, in order to upgrade the town hall to level nine, you need to you know use a million gold and three gems. None of that. Um, it's just. It's just straight like, nope, gems are just to make your life easier. Yeah. They're here when you need them. Right. And for all my whining about how this game is just sort of a to-do list, um, <laughs> it, that I think is good. I think that that's like, I think that I'm, I'm glad that that happened and I hope that people notice that. So it's like, don't, like, don't make me think that you're trying to hold, hold off on me because right. you don't right. need to. You can make just as much money yeah. probably by... Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
Yep. So that's that's my currency. Your currency rant. Like rant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of shallow. Sure. But uh, but really well done. I mean, I mean the art is great. Sort right, of. it's consistent. It's consistently well done. It's uh, um, it's got a certain like you can zoom in and out. I appreciated that. Really, right. you can. There's you know decent animations for everything. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to touch on, and this is something I, I just didn't get far enough in the game to to try, is the whole clan aspect. Okay. So on the corner of your your map, there's like this dilapidated castle yeah. that you can restore, and then I guess that allows you to join clans. Yep. Did you get that far? Uh, I did. I did. I did not join a clan though. Uh, Clans are essentially, it seems to me, the way very similar to um, flight crews and tiny wings. Yep, tiny wings. <laughs> yeah, then maybe they yeah, should do yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, pocket planes. Pocket planes. Um, in in that you join a clan. There, the clan's role is basically to raid other villages and build up as you know, basically be really clanny yep. and. The most clanniest clan gets the a big reward. Clan. Gets a big reward. <laughs> they they give out. They give rewards, and they, they say what it's like the top top ten. It's clans the top or ten top players of the top. It's like the top ten players of the top thirty clans, or like if you're you know it, it's some, but they they limit it to some number of players um, who probably really don't need gems, uh, and I don't know. I guess that's I I always. You know, I don't think Clash of Clans is successful, even though it seemed like everyone who attacked me was in a clan or something. Yeah. Um, it's probably something you do, but I'm not, I don't know how necessary these things are. I don't know how much they drive. Like, is Clash of Clans number one? I mean, Dragon Ball doesn't have the clans, any yeah. concept. I mean, right. they all have a concept of like gifting stuff or visiting other people's villages. Sure. Um, that's been in social games since the beginning. I think that that's important. I don't know. But, but in a way, you do the visiting just via the, the attacking. Raids. Right. So. It's, I think that the, the, the the idea that you're in a world that is bigger than your little map, I think that that just makes people like care about it more. And I don't. I think that however you do that, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that honestly, they probably could have gotten away with something much simpler, which is just like visit your game center friends and like attack your game center friends. Sure. You know, and attack a random person. Right. That would probably would have been totally satisfactory. I, I've thought a lot about where where do I think people are are spending gems. Hmm. Um, because after all, I mean, the reason this game is top grossing is because people are buying gems, and that means that there's some sink somewhere that people are 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 you know there's some there's some element in the game that produces a Builders. demand for gems. I think that this people are probably, I mean, because if you want to build two more builder huts, right, you're that's fifteen bucks, right. So, so you uh, can do more at once, I guess. And I think that they did something that I think more people should do for a quality game like this. They don't have IAP that is less than five dollars. Yep. And this is another thing that's like, check it out, folks. You don't, I don't think, I mean, some games, like it depends on your game, you know, like for Zombie Highway or something, some, you know, if I were selling coins, not for Zombie Highway, but just imagine some, some, some future Zombie Highway, yeah. I probably would put my lowest IAP at like, at like $3, maybe $2, but definitely like I would be planning on three because mm -hmm. sure, I'm going to lose out on some people not giving me a dollar, but I, I, I think that you might end up gaining with a quality app. I think you'll gain more money from the people who are like, "Yeah, okay, I'll get the three instead of the one." Um, right. Of course, this only works with currency, with uh, in-app currency. You can't do it with, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I get, I'm like the only one who doesn't do currency right now. So I'm also. I also. I'm like my head is like you know. I'm like six feet under and like thinking about virtual currencies with my current project, and so. 
I'm like, oh man, yeah, Zombie Highway doesn't use currency. That's kind of cool. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, that's a that's a interesting question, and I mean, it sort of you, leads into something you wanted to talk about. Unless you well, wanted to speak more, I, I'll on get that. to that in a second. The one thing I, we didn't talk about is that there's this concept of a shield. Oh yeah, the shield. Um, that is interesting. And I, I don't I don't actually know. I'm well. Here's the thing. So we, as we mentioned earlier, like the I feel like the repercussions of losing battle. In some ways, because you simply can't control it, like unless you're really, really uh, careful about building your defenses, yeah, um, aren't too severe. No, they're not. Yet, Supercell provides this uh, this facility by which you can basically say, like, I have a hardened shield around my village, and no one can attack it yep. uh, for a period of time. So it's like, I, I mean, the way I see players using this is like, if they're going to go on vacation or they're doing something where they know they can't check their phone, do they use the no, shield, I or think, do they I do it because they want to be able I to accumulate resources? I think it's pure in- ignorance. I think it's. I think that is i mean unless there's something that i don't know about or you know what it is it, for the super hardcore people no but if you have a shield you can't attack other people so it's not for the super hardcore people you cannot attack people you cannot attack other people when you have a shield you can't be like ha 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 like i can attack anyone and everyone can re- seek revenge um i think it's just for beginning players like for me i was like oh no like someone can just come and like destroy my village there's probably people out there who are like literally yeah. paying real money yeah. just to keep their just shield up and they don't realize they don't that they don't know. need to do it at all. Right. It's like, you know, if you get attacked, you'll lose like 3% of your gold and it'll have been re- can, rebuilt by the time that you get back, re-earned. Yep. Uh, yep. um, but that could be. It, maybe it, and that's just a play to, uh, that's an, as game designers, is that a, is that something that you can you can monetize just better like, by doing is building yeah, these things we should people just, think they need? Just put a doomsday clock in your app and it's like <laughs> something will happen when this timer runs out. It's like the... Uh, Pay money to keep the, it. The lost thing. Right, yeah. exactly. Exa- exactly. I mean, <laughs> you should release that, that game. That's genius. I, I mean, it's you should, terrible. It's, it should just be like your iPhone will be destroyed we'll if you don't. We'll just let Zynga pioneer this because yeah. they'll be the first one to do it. Because basically it's like your save game will be deleted. Right. In this long. I mean, really, for a free game, you could totally do that. People would be like, asshole, but then they give you money. I mean, I, I, I'm really I'm really kind of uh not sadistic, what's the word? Pessimistic? No, there's another word here that pain fumes will not allow me to access. Um but like I think that people like if you make a game with good enough graphics and you market enough, people will pay for like stupid shit like that. Like, oh yeah, no, we'll delete your game in 24 hours. <laughs> you have to buy save game like batteries. Yeah, yeah. Or that's what yeah. it is. You have to buy, you know, just the save game bat. Yeah, that'd be great. That's genius. Do you remember like the old cartridges? They the batteries would run out, and so you had to replace them, or you else you'd lose I, like the I, Zelda I, I, you've been. I never got. I never played cartridges. I never owned cartridges. My father was very strict it's about very strict. video games and the lack of them. That's funny. You and Demon, my co-founder, uh, both grew up in a console-less household. Did you go to, like, your friends' houses to play video games? Was that yes, something you did? Yes, I did. I did have one friend who had video games, but, like, I didn't hang out with other people that much when I was younger. It was almost, like, after the soccer game, I'd go hang out with Davis, okay. and, like, okay. we would play, like, you know, Mortal Kombat. So you didn't wish to have a console of your own? Oh, yeah. Like, you didn't, yeah, like, beg did. your parents? Like, I bought, I, I was I was one? allowed to buy the first Xbox for, like, Christmas 2001, something like that, 2002, That was, maybe. like, or not that, you were pretty old by then. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. You were I, like 16. I had I had money. This was like actually my money that I earned by fixing people's computers. That's so funny. I was allowed to buy it. Uh, okay. Uh, and uh, and also like occasionally I was allowed to rent. You could rent yeah, consoles from Blockbuster. So yeah, I like yeah. rented N64 and Ocarina of Time, and okay. I played it for like two days, <laughs> like no sleep. So this is basically why your parents 
sort of self but, self-justified not giving yeah, you a Yeah, probably, but you know, now what are they thinking? They're like, "Oh shit, we should have like should've, imagine imagine could have made even <laughs> Yeah. He could have been even more be of a Zombie success. Highway 5 by now, you know. <laughs> Only we hadn't gimped him by not giving him a <laughs> Yeah, we, g- we gimped him good. I was I was definitely like whenever new consoles came out, like it was a plan for me as a child. Like I would I would map out the release time so that I could begin the begging like before the console would hit the market. Like with Super Nintendo, like I started like begging my parents like a good six months in advance. You were begging them for N sixty four when the first Nintendo came out. I mean, you had to yeah, you just I you you had to be a. Step it was ahead. like a presidential campaign. It was like you're you know it's like you got to start it, campaigning. It's, it's intense. I mean, my my feeling on 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 Persian parents, and I think this is probably true with a lot of like. Asian Asian sort of yeah, yeah. parenting strategies is that None. Persian parents fall into two camps. Like they are either like ridiculously nice and they spoil the crap out of you, yeah. or they're like really 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 strict about everything. They, and they're afraid of change. Yeah, my, my parents were in the second camp, and I had this friend who his parents were in the first camp, and it was like the most annoying thing in the world because I would like beg my parents for like months to get a console, and he'd just be like, "Oh yeah, you know, my mom got me this. Like I don't really play it. Whatever, I got all the games." Like he'd have like he'd have like, like forty games, and I would be like, I'd be playing the same game for like two years. Right. Right. Anyway. It's it is Childhood interesting though. Aside. My dad would probably <laughs> say that like your mom is in this first camp because like it's like what she, she allowed him to have a Nintendo. Right? Like, Maybe it's a it's a relative soul, soul corrupting of, box of parental kindness. Right. I really wanted a Game Boy and I could never get one of those either. Because mm. um, my parents were afraid I'd like take it to school and like play Cheat. in class. Or I don't even. <laughs> yeah. Know. No. My my dad would always tell me like he would like gloat. I think this was during the consoleless time where like people would be like. People at work, like his employees, would be like, "It's like, how do you do it? Like, how do you say no to your kids for like <laughs> fourteen years? You know, like, how do you do that? Did you just well, did you did you play like PC games then instead? Yeah, like, we had what some, was your, we, your I did not have some outlet. Yeah, P- okay. PC games, but it was very limited. Uh, it was only in high school that um, I was actually allowed to start being quote unquote irresponsible, and usually during. Um, like, like summer, summer and winter break and stuff. Yeah, but like once I got into high school, like once once middle school, basically my dad like started was a little bit less hands on in middle school, and I still got A's. And I went to high school and I got all A's, and I think he was like, "All right, I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> good enough. We're, we're good here. Like, you know." I I mean, it's it's pretty hilarious. Like when I'm when I'm at my parents' house and I play video games with my my little brother, it's my parents still get on my case. They're like, "Why are you playing video games?" <laughs> What are you doing? Go and exercise. Shouldn't you be like, it's beautiful else? outside. It's beautiful outside. Why are you wasting your time playing these things? It's it's just interesting. You can't, you can't interesting win. You just here. can't win. Parents and parents. I'd like to hear about. I hear. I like to hear about the parents of um, uh, other indie devs. Yeah, I, I'm um, super curious. I think it's. I mean, it's it's obviously influential because I remember. So Keith shared some details with us, but I don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about what he said on the air. But it was kind of interesting because there's a lot of commonality. Not not between the stories we're telling, but just in terms of the backgrounds of our parents. Yep. And, yep. Um, and I don't know, I'd be really curious to hear. Definitely. Uh, we should ask our. I wish I'd asked Adam this question, but interesting. Next time we have him his on, his parents. His parents are lawyers, I think. Okay. It's a little different. That's quite different. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Right in. I'm. I'm curious to hear from all the indie devs out there. Like, what did your parents do? And, uh, did they let you play games? Were they supportive? Did they play games with you? Like, that would be the holy grail. Oh yeah. Sometimes my dad, like after, oh god, I must have been in like high school. My dad suddenly discovered that Street Fighter Two was the best video game ever, and he and I would play for hours. <laughs> wow. Yeah. My dad had like the most badass E Honda. He was wow. Really good. My dad. Really good. Yeah. We, like we got really into only it. Only game my dad plays. Really into it. Is Zombie Highway, and he's not very good at it. <laughs> oh, he plays that other game that's amazing. It's like 
they've made it was they made a version of it one of the first games on iphone the cowabunga uh-huh. where like cows are jumping into the water and you have to like bounce them okay. to the other side a very simple version of that a sort of embedded system like tiny thing that he'd play where like babies were jumping out of a burning building or being thrown out of a burning building and you had to like move a trampoline to bounce them into the ambulance <laughs> and so and it was three spaces it was trinary so you're either next to the building in between the building and the ambulance or next to the ambulance okay. and like so you had to keep track of them because you were like bouncing like all these have babies you not play this game i haven't played this game oh my god it's like someone should i should just release this again and like baby bounce it is it is the simplest game let's do it let's do a game jam and just punch it out and because the, the thing with cowabunga is they had this like it was you just used your finger to slide but the thing is is like that doesn't allow you to be like mega hardcore and like tweak out like because you're just like if it's just three positions you develop patterns mm-hmm. um and you can be way faster like it would be such a hardcore game. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, um, but I know you wanted to talk about... There was something I wanted to talk about a bit. Um, and this is kind of open-ended. I don't have like a huge, you know, lecture to, to give out. and yeah. teach you, teach anyone out there anything. But but just as a kind of... Uh, let's see where this discussion goes. So, um, there's a lot of talk of like people that are thinking like, well, should I release my game as a premium game? Should it be a premium game? Which is, you know, paid with in-app purchases, which is pretty common now. Um, or, or should it be, you know, true freemium? And we've talked a lot about, uh, the market issues with that. Like when you, when you have a paid game, you can, you can go on sale or if it's like a $3 game, you can go to 99 cents before you go free. You get all these kind of like, you get price flexibility where you can create these sort of events around, Mm -hmm. around price changes. Um, and we also have this, this notion that, well, if you have a free game, you can't really have like a paid, like you can't go paid with a free game because it's designed a certain way. Um, and, and so as a paid game, you know, you can kind of play both charts, but if you have a free game, you can't really do the same thing. Um, likewise, we've seen a lot of games go from, from paid to permanent free. So, uh, Temple Run is probably the most famous example. There've been a few others. Um, and we've seen a a few games, very few like punch quest Mm -hmm. go from free to paid, but it's always in a specific situation. It's in a specific situation where usually the devs put it out there and it's like not making enough money. They didn't monetize aggressively enough. They're kind of like, let's just hit the reset button and try this, try this a different way. Um, but what I want to kind of uh, maybe talk about for a few minutes is is what is it that really defines a game as a paid game or as a free game? And deep down, like in in terms of the game design, what are aspects of free games and what are aspects of paid games? And where where do we where do we say like this is definitely a free mechanic and a paid mechanic? Um, and and uh, one of the things I'm thinking a lot about is well, so there are certain things that that that, that free games have to have in order to be able to sustain themselves. Um, and, and one of them mainly is that the game has to be able to be a game that you can essentially play forever. Mm-hmm. You can't have a free game, for the most part, where it's like, here's a 45-minute story adventure. Yep. And it's going to end, and that's it. Um, it, has to, it has to put the player into some sort of, of like, you know, sort of, some sort of loop or something that goes on forever. Right. Um, in a way, like, a really great example of a good free game is um, on the PC is, is League of Legends because you can play that game forever. I mean, you're just, you just go in, you play a round. Every round you play is different mm-hmm. because you're matched against different people. I mean, it's a pure multi- multiplayer game. Um, and in doing that, you know, they, they've created an experience that's kind of like, it's like an infinitely renewable resource. Uh, the way a story game isn't, right? Like, the, the game is consumed, right. and then when it's consumed, the player right. basically exits. So, so a lot of a lot of the the free game mechanics depend on on. Um, so it's like you know the motto would be have consumables, don't be consumable. Yeah, there you should patent that. There should it's all yours. TM. I'm giving it to you. <laughs> Is that my Christmas present <laughs> for your next you know GDC talk or whatever? That should that's a good title. We'll work that in. 
Um, speaking on topic of GDC, actually, so we have a, a submission that uh, is still in limbo. They have decided that it's an undecided. So they haven't said like no to us rejected. yet, but we haven't been rejected. Cool. So uh, my fingers crossed that maybe they're trying to find they're a spot for, for it. To drop out. Maybe someone to drop out, or maybe they're trying to figure out what that means, and they've never done a live show before. Getting and, background checks on us right now. In any case, yeah, so uh, if you know anyone in power, um, make it known that you'd like to see us there. Maybe that'll make, a, make yeah. it happen. Anyway, so back to the topic. So... Um, you know, there's this idea that these games have to have these elements that, that are constantly generated. And something else you see in free games a lot is um, y- y- generally the people that are designing these games have a lot of resources. They're large companies. And they, they pump in co- tons of content. So mm-hmm. they have an art team that's basically constantly churning out, uh, you know, new, new whatever type of game it is. But there's new content. There's new maps or new, new units, new buildings, new dragons, new uh, planes, new whatever. Um, and, and they have to keep the experience fresh because it goes back to the original thing, right? You can't have the game feel to a player to play like, a okay, I've seen everything. You just need to play it a lot, right? That's the, it can't, yeah. It just, it needs, the, the, the time they have to play, it needs to be higher. Right. That's just, it's just that simple. Yeah. So I guess um, a question to, to put out there is like, well, if you build a premium game where you've, you've got your players paying a certain amount of money um, and then you're going to continue monetizing them with coins or, or whatever, how is that different from premium in the game design? Because in a sense, in those cases, it's still advantageous to have a, a game that's that's you know unconsumable or or long term consumable. But um, you know, you, you run into game design questions like like one of the big ones that that has faced me in, in trying to think about these types of problems is how do you give the player a sense of progress? Um, how do you how do you how do you have a game that's infinitely playable yet the player can sense that they're advancing that they're improving? Um, in some games, like like for example, StarCraft Two, the only way you really measure that is by like the player's league and and by the intrinsic skill of the player. Right. And so the player's just like, I'm getting really good at playing Protoss, and I'm one of the best players in the world. In order, they're working toward that goal. Or like for most people, they just don't play, and they just complete the single player, and right. they're like, okay, the level number is going up, and then I'm yep, done. So. Yep, yep. Um, and other games like do it with levels. Like there's a, in League of Legends, like you're you're summoner level can go yeah, up and experience and experience then there's just type stuff but you still like you you will eventually hit some kind of like maybe like a level cap and if we look at like pc mmos uh you know world of warcraft for example these types of things they, they do have level caps mm-hmm. but but you can see like they still invest in making sure that all the like level 60 or players or whatever like they still have stuff to do in the world like it's not like okay you're, you're level 60 now you're done um you you still like you reach this community where sometimes in some of these games like even a majority of people are at the level cap and yet, like through new content and new quests and new activities, um, they they are right. And then and then beyond that, they're like are still active in the world. There's also like, hey, you can do this again. You can start over with a different sure. class. You know, uh, again, a great example. So a lot of the um, uh, uh, Call of Duty games have this concept of prestige, where you can you can finish the game, like mm-hmm. you can get everything, and you can like kind of advance through all the ranks. Right. Uh, this isn't only in the multiplayer. You, you advance through all the ranks, and then you can um, you can quote unquote prestige, where you basically reset the game. But it keeps a tally, like, okay, you've prestiged once. And then there are players that sort of comp- compare their prestige numbers, like, you know, Johnny Q prestiged it's, 12 times. It's genius. I mean, uh, I've, heard of, I've heard of that. I, have, I haven't played it, but these are, this is a perfect example of something that it's not that easy. That, but most games can, can add this. It's not easy to think of, but a lot of games can sort of add this. What can we do to sort of trick players into um, playing the game a tremendous amount more? Right. And enjoying it uh, without doing any work. Yeah, uh, it, it's not not any game can do it, but 
Um, this that the prestige thing is just like it's almost criminal. It's right? pretty it's genius like, because they don't have to add any new content, and they maybe like for every like and it, the thing is like these ranges get astronomical, right? Like each prestige is quite an investment of time, right? And uh, I don't remember which of the games does this. Maybe they all do, but like when you get to certain prestige levels, like you can unlock certain things, and these are like super duper rare because if you're like prestige level fifteen, meaning if you played the game through fifteen times, like you get a special skin for your gun. So there's. It's another interesting thing about this that is different about having the prestigious, which is I feel like this is something that is going to work um, sort of on the back end, I want to say. In other words, players, they get to the end and they're like, they're always, you know, players are always making a decision, should I keep playing this game? And that is something that will help them say yes. Yeah. Like even after they beat it. But there's another thing that is really important and that goes into this pattern of having, like you could play it forever, is that the front end being able to see sort of your the what you have to do or what you sure. can do sure. like you know when you as soon as you start uh clash of clans you're right. like okay i could play this for six years mm-hmm. you know like because it stuff. just takes forever and there's just so much stuff there's and, a there's a balancing question there too though, or not balancing but there's this issue where i find in those types of games like i remember this happened to me in like farmville or frontierville or whatever like when they allow you to go and see like other people's like if you can visit like a level 60 players a uh, 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 camp, you're you're almost like you're almost disheartened. Like you're kind so. of like, well, shit. Like this guy's camp is amazing. Like it's gonna take me forever to build this. And worse, you can see all the units. It's almost as good as having them for yourself. It's, it's like true. I can see every building. And I can see what all the buildings look like. I can see what all the units look like. Right. I can basically like I can kind of experience the game without having to play through it. And it it like kind of kneecaps the. At least for me, it totally kneecaps it, the player experience. Yeah, it is. It's interesting that yeah. Usually like for Dragonvale, I didn't start doing that till later and it's like <laughs> you see these players with the most ridiculous yeah. levels but i know that's a, that's a really good point but that i think that the you know temple run it's gunship when you see you can sort of it takes you a few minutes a few plays but you're like okay i see this is where the upgrades are yeah. and i can kind of see what i have to do and i think that said that decision that they make the most people make their first purchase decision and when they make that purchase decision they now are almost guaranteed to play the game through. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting because... You mean by, they, by buying the game or by buying their first IEP? By buying their first IEP. Okay. Um, because, I mean, yeah, they all have purchased the game already for yep. you, uh, which is good. But the thing is, is your game would not be a success if that was the case because right. they would buy it and then they wouldn't tell any of their friends. They have to... Yeah. So, like, in a funny way, paid games also rely on... Um, you know, people playing the game a lot because that's how right. sort of it becomes viral. But it's less so sure. um, for full monetization. Yeah. Because with the paid app, they can be like, this is awesome. Right. And tell their friends. Well, also when they tell their friends, like it's they don't want to say like, oh, I'm an idiot. Like I paid money for this terrible thing. Like when you when you pay for something, you 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 add this value to it. Right. Uh, it studied psychological phenomenon. Like you, you add a certain value just because you own it. Um, so, so free or paid though, Still, that 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 added value, you probably right. add even more value if you make that in-app purchase decision. I think that it's more likely that people will make that in-app purchase if they see themselves playing it for a long period of time. Right. And I think that that... So it's sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Sure. By having a lot to do, people will do a lot because... They because will be they like, oh, I'm going to do a well, lot, they know and then it's they will worth invest it, in right? it. They know that like, if I put in the time now, like, it's not going to just cut out and the game's going to be over in 30 minutes. It's right. like, this is going to give me like a good two weeks of entertainment, right. so let me, let me do this. Like, this is good. Right. Um, and, but I sort of want to get back to talking about the different, like, why, is, why can Gunship 
for Zombie Highway at in-app purchase and still have a four and a half star rating. Um, and what are things that you could not do? Sure, um, that's a great thing. Like, what is what is totally forbidden for a ninety-nine cent game? Well, first of all, nothing's off limits. Of course. But what do I think is a bad idea? I think a bad idea is like maybe or sort of for me is crossing the line. The the most obvious thing to me is like CSR racing style gasoline, like sort of pay to play. Okay. Kind of stuff like where if you if you ask for someone's money, if and they give it to you, and yeah. then you're like, oh, and you got to give me more money to actually play. <laughs> That's annoying. As much as you want. Yeah, absolutely. Because you but, should. It's like there's. A, is it the players? I, I feel a lot of play, players like, well, I paid money for this. Like it should be my right to play this as right, much as I exactly. want. Exactly. As soon as they pay a dollar, but if they haven't paid for uh, paid for it, then they're like, huh? Like then then they'll see that limitation. They'll be like, ah, that it's annoying. But like. I didn't pay for this. Even mm-hmm. like the craziest people will be like, "Ah, oh, I hate you, CSR Racing. You don't let me play your game that I didn't pay for." <laughs> but a lot of them, they like get to that part of the sentence in their in their inner monologue, and they're like, "Oh, right, yeah, okay, I didn't pay for it, yeah." And then they invite their friends or do whatever, and right, and then they um, get a few more drops of gas. They get a few more drops of gas, sure. uh, and it's not completely well. There's stingy. you just touched on another thing that I think is forbidden is like excessive social. Uh, uh, encouragement, right. like share this with your friends. Please share this with your friends and get fifty, you know, right ether bucks, whatever. Right. Uh, it's it's uh, you can't be as aggressive in general, just across the board. Right. You can't be as aggressive. That, with, that's what it, that's the big thing. I think it's, I think it's a, it's this it's a much the majority of the things you can't do are it's it's in this like gradient. It's right. not that it's like oh no you like there's sure. this threshold, sure. but it's the someone who paid should be able to just. Enjoy the game. There'll be some grinding, but not like mega grinding. You know, not like. I mean, even now, paid, the pattern with paid games is that like mega grinding is kind of going away because it really pisses people off, and it's not necessary to make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't. I I think that you can be a little bit more. Your in-app purchase can be a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. Like uh, gunships isn't very expensive. No, we start at at um, nine cents. And, you know, Temple Runs is more expensive than gunships. Um, and the way I'm evaluating this is sort of the time it saves you okay. at the beginning. Um, like, what? how far does spending a dollar get you? Uh, or two or three dollars. Um, but still, like, Temple Runs very... is. It sort of shows you that, like, well, you know, they went to number one grossing. Yeah. Like, and they weren't very greedy. It's sure. really hard. Like, it's just... It's really hard, but I think that the, you know, you can sort of do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just have to know that people are going to come in with a certain amount of expectation. Right. And uh, I just think that the gimmicks that you usually see the like, wait for this. Mm-hmm. I think that the, you know, like, wait, you know, oh, you, you, up, you want, you bought an upgrade for your car. Now you got to wait six hours for it to be delivered. Yeah. That type it's of just stuff like, is- you could definitely do that in a free app. But it's like in the paid app, I feel like you might get a little backlash. Sure. Um, but maybe not. I mean, could CSR Racing have been a dollar? Probably. Right. Would it have been as successful? We don't know. Probably yeah, not. Yeah. Uh, what about ads? Could you put ads in a no paid way. game? No <laughs> way. In a paid, I mean, what if, what I, if I would they were? What if they were? Uh, I don't think you should put ads what in if a they free were game. Opt-in ads where it's like, watch this and get some coins. I mean, Like I you have the coin shop and then in the corner of the coin shop is like, hey, you know, check out this thing for Colgate toothpaste and we'll give you if it's like for Colgate toothpaste I'm like for cross promo and stuff (laughs) sure for like you know a friendly little message actual brands maybe not but just yeah if it's like because then it's like what I paid for this yeah why am I seeing Colgate everywhere right I Um, 
um, yeah, that would really that, that seems would really like something that me. would bug me too. The other thing that that what you were talking about kind of made me think of is is there's this there's this concept, especially in games which use um, money as a time acceleration. Yeah, uh, which in a way we we do that in um, in Zombie Gunship kind yeah. of because you're earning coins in the yep. missions, or you can you know buy the coins and then not. It's, not earn them and then instead just get, you know, their two, three upgrades instantly. It's the best thing to do. Yeah. Best way to monetize. But here's the question. So, uh, and off the top of my head, I don't know what the number is for Zombie Gunship, but when we designed the game, we had a kind of sense of like, this is how much money the player's time is worth. Mm-hmm. And we have a sense of like, well, it takes this long, like playing missions roughly. I mean, we can kind of model it. Um, it takes this long to get this many coins. And so if we let the player buy the coins for this much, you can back out how much, how much the player is basically, you know, worth per hour. Yep. Um, it'd be interesting to compare this across different games. Yeah, and it's also hard to do across different games. And it's, it also depends on the game being internally consistent because there are some things that maybe take 15 minutes and cost a dollar and there are some things that take three hours and cost a dollar. And, right, I mean... And that, that exists in, in... I've seen that in Clash of Clans. Like, there are some places where it's, like, wiser to spend gems than others. Right. It's Well, it's for... I did a little bit of data on that, but basically it seems that the longer it's going to take, the more minutes each gem will save you right um it may be non-linear it's not it's definitely non-linear yeah. uh is it non-linear based on the different types of activities you're doing i don't think so right um the thing is it's basically it's between each gem it saves you between four and like eight minutes mm-hmm. from from what i saw it probably goes up to like 10 minutes later in the game um and it's five bucks for um it's a dollar for a hundred yeah. and then it kind of goes up. It's and at the least expensive, it's a dollar for one forty. But the thing is about these minutes, it's because it's like, oh wow, that's pretty good. Like for a dollar, you get, uh, you know, four hundred minutes, or like even up to eight hundred minutes. But the thing is, those are minutes where you're like sleeping. Yeah. So for when you're talking about gunship, those the are time you're you saving them is their time. They're, yeah. Right. And for for zombie highway, I used roughly a dollar, like a half an hour to an hour. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think that that is too cheap. Um, it should have been, I, I don't want to make it more expensive, but with coins, you can be more expensive. Um, te- and for Temple Run and for Gunship, the time is dependent on where the player is. At the be- You usually price it like at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. But, but like at the end of the game, like yeah. in Temple Run, like you can make like 5,000 coins in a in a run. Yep. And that that's two bucks mm-hmm. to, to buy mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, same as true in Uh But at the beginning, making, you know... And I was actually surprised at how expensive Temple Run's currency is, but I think that that's like... You should price it at the beginning of the game. What's it worth to the player at the beginning of the game? Um, because that's when they're going to buy it. Right. And and in general, like the drop based on, you know, drop-off rates and things like that, that's... That's where most of the players right. are going to be. It, that's actually a really interesting at. challenge because I've thought about that. Because how do you how do you re-engage? Like how do you you know not just fishing for whales, but like there's people who would legitimately benefit from like spending a few bucks mm-hmm. at the end of the game to like you know play the game how they want to play it. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like what I want to do is basically like give them a different amount of money depending on where they are in the game. Sure. Now, I I don't think you're allowed to do that. Why not? I just thought that there'd be some like Apple regulation like App Store against rule it. against changing yeah. the changing the value because you're basically of giving a different prices to different people. Essentially, we've done like sales on IAP before, um, right? But that's, that's for everybody. kind of the same idea. I guess, I guess. it is not. I guess I guess it is in some ways. It's more like, I mean, some players that didn't get the sale. How would they have know anyway? And, uh, they would have to really be paying attention. Exactly. 
But because for me, it's like at the beginning, like a dollar should basically like, okay, this is going to save you an hour or save you 30, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then later it should save you 20 minutes, which might mean that you get 10 times as many coins. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen that being done. Yeah. But that would be really hard to do. And I think that it might even deter people if they notice because they're like, oh, I should wait. And then a yeah. dollar yeah. will buy me way more. We're always afraid that, that like players are basically going to like, you know, one, like one kid is going to show another kid like their shop. Right. And, and like, uh, what, what, why, why? And so that's why like we've thought about like AB testing prices and stuff like in the shops just to see like, where is the sweet spot for this? And I mean, you could even do something like you sell some second currency mm-hmm. that is constant, but that you can convert it into the other currency. And that is dependent on like, like a market, rate something else kind of or, or just like your level. Yeah. Like, oh, like take the gold coins, multiply by your level right. times 100. Right. And that's how many coins you get. Yeah, and you could even, like, part of the progress in the game is, like, okay, now you get, like, a 10% discount on currency. Like, right, level right, 10. the bank. Like, you got to in and with it's, the bank. It's totally explicit to the player. Like, right. you got to in with the bank. Shit's now 10% cheaper. Right, and it's sort of, like, a weird, but then it's, like, okay, so now they'll save their secondary currency because they know that its future value is higher. Yeah. Um, some people won't, uh, and that might discourage them from spending it, which right. means that they might, might be less likely to buy it. Yeah. Uh, so there's like, it's that actually might be really worse. challenging. Yeah. Maybe it gets more expensive. It's I don't a really know. scary yeah. thing to try. I mean, you could even do things based on like how much money they have. The prices change. So if they have a right. lot, then they can get even more like for, for less. I, I, I mean, CSR Racing did this, I guess, with like sales and stuff for cars. This is, this is going to be a college major someday. Like people will just Stealing study. Money from like, children. They will just study monetization. You can be a monetization major at some school. Yeah. It's going to be some branch of like business or economics or something. Right. Yeah. I mean... It's, I mean, but there is this major, it's, it's like consumer behavior. It's, yeah, it totally is. It's like pricing. I mean, marketing. I don't know. it's probably not any, no different. one's really good at it. That's the thing is yeah. it's really, really hard. And right. you need a, you need a, the thing that's new is there's now this forum to test it. Yeah. Test you, it rapidly. It, Cause it's like, Oh, let's like sell our product, <clears throat> like millions of our products yep. for, for like dollars and like see if we can tweak things. It's like, wait a minute. We're millionaires. We like <laughs> that. Totally cares? worked. That totally worked. Like, and now we're done. Are we like, geniuses or are we lucky? Let's like let's tweak the pricing of this. Yeah. No, no one does that. I mean, Amazon probably has some insane data because oh, they bet. do like. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, the weirdest thing happened the other day, and I've never seen this before. Uh, maybe you have. I was I was looking for a um, so so quick backstory. Philips has a. Uh, they've been investing in the past two years in lights that can change color yeah, yeah. based on LEDs. And they have different form factors. There are these bulbs that they sell at Apple stores called the Hue. Um, it's just like a normal bulb. You screw it in and then you can control it with an app. They have a really beautiful globe called the, the Living Color Lamp, which mm. is like really sweet. It's like clear. It looks like those old like Apple speakers that were these giant clear things. Yeah. Um, and inside is this LED system that lets you just like change the color. And it's, it's super smooth. Like you can really go through the whole like 16.7 million color spectrum. Anyway, nice remote and everything. Um, but anyway, so I was, I was going to buy this living color lamp and it normally retails for like $140. But, um, as I was looking at the page, this thing popped up and it was like, we're having a lightning sale on this product. If you buy it now, like in the next like eight minutes, we will give you like something huge, like 30% off. Um, but you have to buy it now and you can only buy one. Um, do you want this deal or not? And then if you say like, I'll think about it, then this like little timer goes in the corner and it's like the deal is going to expire in eight minutes, 59 seconds, 56 seconds. Wow. Yeah. That's messed up. Um, and so obviously I bought it and I got a (laughs) sweet deal. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. That's something I've never seen them do before, I mean, and it's a genius strategy. It's, it's just, kind of like it's the, only new. It's new because you could have to have it's the technology to, to do that is not yeah. trivial. Like it's really to like manage that and have it not get out of control. And yeah. like, yeah. Um, I mean, they probably like knew like, 
okay, this is the third time he's visiting. Like he's, <laughs> he's probably going to buy it. Boom. Let's close <laughs> the deal. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just what CSR Racing did. Like, crazy. oh, fifty percent sale yeah, on the yeah, Camaro. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, but I want the M3. So, so these types of like really, uh, I, I want to call it insidious, like user monitoring based right, deal like, offering. It's very, very much like that's like that's a dynamic store. Right. I mean, I mean, really, like you, you, if you're, if you had the team, even though like a lot of people hate this, you could totally predict like when people are going to buy your five dollar oh, yeah. IAP. You could, you could, and then you just do like yep. eighty percent of the way there. You just yep. say, hey, like you're you're you look like someone who would buy a five dollar IAP. Yeah, you fit this. You want to buy it right now for four dollars? Exactly. Um, and you're pulling all this data, feeding it into you know some sort of machine learning algorithm, and you could do awesome things with evil intentions. Yeah, it, it just. Yeah, it's so, I don't know. It seems like, it, it's fun to think about. It really is. But the, the good thing is, is I don't really think it distracts from making a game Yeah. in the end. It's just separate. Like, my brain goes somewhere else. Um, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I still haven't released a successful currency game, so we'll see how I do. <laughs> we'll see then, how it then goes. Then we can go. Oh, just a quick update. We're probably running, oh, man, we're running way long. But just a quick update on uh, Android. So we, we dropped off of the top new paid and it, sales went down a lot more than I thought. Okay. They went down like 50%. It was wow. like a big deal. Though at the same time, we went way up on Amazon. We're like number 50 on Amazon right now. Okay. So like we're making the same amount of money. Oh. Um, but so Amazon is actually like way more, uh, a way bigger part of our income than I expected. But that's just sort of the update. It's it immediately adjusted. You know, I made more money today than yesterday. Um, so it's not like it's in a nosedive or anything. But I was really surprised that the that the top new paid was having that much of an effect because usually when you go up the charts, when you're charting, yeah. you start going down, right? Mm -hmm. If it's the, the, if it's the chart dynamics, sure, sure. Um, we knew we were going to go down, uh, but just not, you know, to the fact that we stayed at the top of the charts for the entire month mm -hmm. made me think this must be an external force, but uh, yeah, just something to be aware of and to plan for. If you think that you're, you know, if you have a new Android app and you're that, that, Plan something for that, you know, uh, after that 30 days. Um, for me, we didn't really need to plan anything because I knew it wouldn't go to zero. Um, but, yep, there's that little update. Cool. Thank you. Um, we'll probably mention that in the description so people can fast forward to the end and not miss it. <laughs> yeah. Quick cool. Android update at the end if All right. you want, if you care. Yeah. Well, my laptop's down to 4% battery. Oh, man. And uh, we're at a, what is this? Yeah, wow. This, a... this may be our longest episode, hour and one minute. So, um uh. In any case, uh, I'm going off to Hawaii, and Kevin's doing the same thing uh, a week later. after. Yeah, week so it uh, looks like we may have an episode before the new year. When do you get back? Wait, so we're not going to overlap in Hawaii, right? No, not at all. Because if we did it in Hawaii, I mean, that would, Jen be, would be ridiculously furious. awesome. Nisha and Jen would just like be like sharpening sticks to yeah. be able to stab us, but that would be really sweet. Yeah. It'd be like waves crashing in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll <laughs> just do that. We'll just yeah, we'll <laughs> just record another one. And be like, oh, we recorded this in Hawaii. <laughs> Awesome. So, like, so maybe, maybe when you get, when do you get back? Uh, next year. Okay, cool. So, all right. We'll see you guys in January. Sweet. 2013 That's episode it. 17. All right. Adios. Cheers.